Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips and stuff. Uh, listen, this podcast is coming out late because I was under severe flash flood and tornado warnings uh, at a destination I went to this weekend and realized I forgot a an integral piece that was needed to do a podcast on the road. I left that at my house, so I was going to venture out the next day. You know, the podcast would be a little late, come out Monday at like noon, except for I couldn't get out because I was trapped because of floods at a casino resort. Um, We'll get back to that after a word from our sponsors. Today's show sponsors are Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. It's an independent art studio established in 2011, and they have all your art needs. So, if you really love alternative art prints, I would go check out Boxing Bear Print Company at BoxingBear.com. BoxingBear.com. Get to them now.com. And the next sponsor is thecookiebarnwaco.com. They're actually called The Cookie Barn, but that's where you can reach them, at thecookiebarnwaco.com. They're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or for any occasion. Just enjoy them yourself. Uh, They also specialize in company-client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know that you're thinking about them and that you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase, you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization that helps foster and adoptive families. So, every portion, uh, a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another. e1a.org. Thecookiebarnwaco.com. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Here we go. I was trapped. In a casino resort this weekend. Um, I was didn't know I was trapped at the time. Tried to leave and go. Uh, you know, we tried to leave. Couldn't leave. <laughs> Couldn't get out. Uh, earlier in the day, I tried to go. I was going to get this thing to put my podcast out. Couldn't get out because of the floods. Uh, I watched two vehicles try to drive through three or four feet of water. Two trucks. I was right behind them. I watched them drive through. It was torrential downpour actively happening. And two trucks tried to drive through, 
and it was like three or four feet of water, and I watched both trucks turn their hazards on because they couldn't get out. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. There was like one other truck like right before them that made it all the way through. Uh, I don't know why they couldn't make it through. This is all that went through my head, though. Like a lot of people like, somebody said, oh, that, that's going to make a TikTok. No, because my front tires were already like getting into the water, and I watched these two trucks put their hazards on, their flashers on, and stop like just in the middle of the water. And part of that made me think like, did you just commit insurance fraud? Is that what I just watched? <laughs> like, I mean, you just parked it there like, yeah, this looks good. This looks good and deep. Let's both turn our flashers on. Well, listen, um, I'm an insurance guy. I'm not doing it. So uh, there's no way. I've, I put it in reverse, and uh, I reversed almost all the way back to the casino. I actually turned around on the golf course because I couldn't, I couldn't turn around. And, uh, and I couldn't see because the, the rain was so heavy to drive backwards. So I actually turned around on the golf course. I did a, I did a U-turn on the cart path. So, so there's that. I literally was stuck in a casino. I was stuck. And in your head, you'd be like, well, that sounds like a pretty good place to get stuck. No, it's not a good place to get stuck. It's a horrible place to get stuck. Now, I'll tell you this. I thought, okay, well, that's okay. Because, uh, you know, the, we'll go eat at these restaurants, and, and at least those are good, and that's fine. Uh, there's just one thing I didn't factor in with that. The restaurants don't work if if half of Lake Charles, Louisiana is flooded, and they can't get to work. So they literally had no staff and shut down every restaurant, and the only thing that was open was like, uh, if you've ever been to... That, that store in the airport that just sells waters, drinks, magazines, and then some food, like just grab food out of that little cooler item, sandwiches, that's what was open in the casino. That was the only thing. Um, now, if I ever go there in, again in the future, which honestly I fully believe will never happen. I will never go to that casino ever again. But if it were to happen uh, and somebody were like, yeah, it was one time, I don't remember the date, you know, if I was like speaking to the manager, I would say, hey, do you remember the day you had record sales in your convenience store? You remember when that when that <laughs> was the busiest store uh, on the busiest day of the year? You know, I'm, I'm stuttering here. I guarantee they made more money at that store than they've ever, ever, ever made. As a matter of fact, uh, the birthday dinner that we had that day, the birthday dinner was 16 sandwiches. That's what the birthday dinner was. 16 sandwiches for, for everybody that was in the party. Uh, and that's that's it because they they ran out of food. All the restaurants closed. All the food is shut down. You know, it's, and you would think like, ah, it sounds like a great place to be stranded. No, because everything was shut down. So it's like you were, it's like you're on house arrest. It's like a horrible place. Like I, I, I wanted to go eat. You can't go eat. And then you're like, okay, the restaurants are shut down. We'll go eat in town. No, you can't because you can't get out. Everything's flooded. I mean, do you guys remember when COVID started and those people were on that ship? Um, I don't remember where in the country. I don't remember off of what coast. But there's people on that cruise ship for like three months, maybe four, something something crazy. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, in, in your head, you'd be like, ah, oh, what a great place to be stranded. No, not really. It'd be a horrible place to be stranded. And I mean, if you're the richest guy ever and you could just entertain yourself, 
with playing millions of dollars in the slot machine or where there's no food. It sucks. What do you, it's weird. It was a very weird deal. It's just weird because I know people are like, uh, you know, I could think of worse places to be stranded. Um, you know, maybe anyway, that, that was a, that that's why this got delayed. Uh, and now, and now let's hear the rest of the podcast. Just just to keep people in the loop here. I am a state champion uh, soccer announcer now. That That's a thing that happened. Uh, the school district that I live in, uh, the girls' soccer team won the state championship. So, yes, I am. I'm a, I'm a very decorated soccer announcer. I mean, we all know I'm the heart and soul behind this team. Um, I just remember them maybe not playing that good, and then I would give certain announcements, and, and that really, really fueled their fire there. And uh, so you know the girls really pulled it off. Thanks for thanks for making thanks for putting a, a cherry on top of uh, of my monumental season. I believe I lost. I, I don't know. I think I lost six total games as an announcer across five sports, three sports, but boys and girls. So five different teams. I think I lost six games, something like that. Really an amazing, really, really an amazing thing to be the heart and soul behind soccer announcing. So, if you guys need any tips on that, let me know. I, I attended a wedding this week, and this was a this was a kind of a I don't want to say awkward. It wasn't awkward, but for <laughs> but for me, the wedding wasn't awkward. But I got in, I got invited to the wedding like last minute um, because from the time that they decided they were going to get married. To, do, to the time that the wedding actually happened, somewhere I entered the picture of these people's lives. So it's not like I was in the original guest list. I, I just got thrown in there at the end, uh, which was cool because I very much like the people. Uh, Andy and Andy. I like how to say that. I like how it flows. Andy, Mandy. Yeah, whatever, right? So, uh, yeah. So it's last-minute deal. Well, I show up. Um, I, I personally know in this room... I don't know. I'm going to go four people, five max, but I'm, let's just say four. Um, and, and this wedding, it's, it was awkward. It was, they love each other. It was just awkward in the fact that it's like they speeded through the ceremony to get to the party. That's what happened. Uh, and, and it would have been the fastest wedding to ever exist. Uh, unless somebody has a one up story, but this, it'd be tough to one up this story to be honest, but I'm telling you, uh, the guys like cue the music. I saw him like circle his hand, like, Hey, let's roll it, roll the music. And the music started and these people race walked from the back of this, uh, I don't say auditorium. It was at the jazz hall of fame was where it took place, but they like race walk from the back door to the stage. Next one, back door to the stage next. And they didn't like wait for somebody to get on the stage. The, the next one was quickly following. And so they, they ran in the part about it being so fast, <laughs> the part about being so fast, the reason that they had to race walk to get on the stage, I've never seen anything like this. I thought the stage was going to buckle and it's not because there were big people on stage. It's because I don't know. There was like 48 people in the wedding party that stood on the stage for the ceremony minus the preacher. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. It's like, uh, the, they took the whole wedding party took the school bus to the wedding. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they must have had extra support uh, underneath the stage. Uh, there's no way there's been that amount of people on that stage at one time. So it was, it, so it was like, <laughs> sorry for stuttering. So anyway, the, uh, the preacher, he gets up and he's like, all right, uh, it's good to see everybody. Uh, hey, so do you have some vowels? Look, look, look how fast this goes. Hey, do you have some vowels? Um, she reads, um, 30 seconds worth of vowels and she read it. <laughs> oh, I'm not, listen, I don't want these people to be mad at me later. Cause the wedding was fine, but, uh, I'm going to, it's like, it was like this dear. I don't want to say his name I already said it, but I, I don't want to reset for the sake of the podcast. Uh, dear hubby. That's not, she didn't say hubby. I'm just, uh, dear hubby. You are the most special person to me in my life. I can't imagine where I would be at if you were not here to be with me on the stage. <laughs> that was great. Uh, that's, how, that's how she read the, the thing. Uh, by the way, she speaks way more smooth than that, so that's why I found it funny. And so, like, I was, uh, uh, well, after. So nobody actually sat by me during the wedding. I'm like, you know, this is not real love. It's not real love because you're not speaking from the heart. You're reading it, right? And that's how she came out uh, reading. Uh, and then, you know, he he busted out uh, his way too. Uh, maybe even long. I just got a little long-winded to tell you that story because uh, in about three minutes, two minutes of vow reading back and forth, over. Uh, they busted out the rings, lit the unity candle, and uh, he's like, yeah, kiss the bride. And... He's like, all right, everybody step out for five minutes while we set this table and chairs. That was it. Wedding was over. I guarantee the wedding took seven minutes. And if you know a faster wedding anywhere, I would love to hear about it because this was the world's fastest. It was like just trying to get to the party. Speaking of sports, in which I started this show with, and I'm not going to reference high school sports, but uh, my child plays soccer. And uh, where we play... I, I, I like, have you guys, do you ever go to these little kid games and the parents, um, the parents think that their kids are actively in the Super Bowl right then, right then, eight-year-old kids. So I, I was, I was observing today, our, our kids, our little girls, they got beat. The other team was winning. But none of the parents yelled. Like, not not crazy. They all yell for their kid. And the, the, here's what's funny about soccer. I don't know anything about soccer. So, the only thing I can yell in soccer is kick it. Like, that's it. Kick it! Kick it! Kick it! Uh, kick, uh, kick it! That's it. That's all the thing I know how to yell. Because I don't know anything about soccer. I'm, I'm the announcer guy. I don't even know anything about it. But uh, that's it. But when you start to see these parents that are crazy... Why are they screaming? Like, why are they so intense? Because the reality is, I don't even know how many kids are on the field at one time in soccer, but, like, I don't know, there's eight or 11 or whatever there is uh, at that age. The odds, the odds are better that there's zero soccer players on that particular field going to college to play or after that. Zero percent, uh, maybe a one percent chance of a kid on that field that goes past 
honestly, at this age, about a about a forty percent chance of those kids even going to like middle school or high school soccer, and then from there, about one percent may go to college of the kids that are on the field. But the parents are just going nuts. That's where I'm going with this. Like, why are you screaming? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you can yell at your kid all you want. And by the way, this is not even. I, I just told you, like for the for the fans today on our side, we don't have any crazy parents. Like we don't. And all these like screaming at their kid, acting like their kid's gonna win the Super Bowl, but like they're like their girl soccer players, the next Tom Brady of soccer. So everybody's cool on our team, but like there's some crazy people that are screaming for their kid. But listen, lady who who I'm talking to <laughs> who who's vividly in my mind, listen, your kid is a uh, is uh, I don't know, an eight, nine, ten year old girl, uh and, and seventy pounds overweight. Like the kid's not going to the league. Why are you screaming about the kid? <laughs> you better do better. You better. Lady. All signs are pointing to your child is not going to be a soccer player. Just not, you know, outside looking in. Right? I don't know. I don't know where people stand. I'm just saying outside looking in, the lady's kid may not be a soccer player when she grows up. If she continues the same... <laughs> I thought said metamorphosis. I'd probably have to look that up. But uh, if your if your kid if your kid's weight percentage still stays the same as the kid ages, all signs are pointing to your kid's not going to play soccer. Calm down, lady. And and you may have one less stroke. I mean, this lady went nuts, and her kid was just a you know look. I don't. I'm trying to be nice about it. You remember uh, Smalls? Uh, did I say that right? Small, Biggie Smalls, not Biggie Smalls. Smalls on uh, uh, Sandlot. Yeah, that's what this. That's what this lady's daughter looked like, and she's screaming at her like an idiot. Like, do better. What are you doing? Kick it. You know, like yeah. There you go. Kick it. I just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm not saying that as a parent, I, I, I don't get worked up, but I don't get like, worked up in that manner. I just say, I say things like, go get the ball. Stop being scared that you're going to get kicked with the ball. That's what I say. And that's it. That's all, that's all I say. I'm not, I'm not making her do push-ups in, in the middle of the game. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Those were, my, those were my thoughts of childhood soccer. And I don't even know anything about soccer. Like when I was a kid, when I was a kid where I grew up, nobody, nobody even owned a soccer ball in the town I lived in. Nobody. Uh, I had mentioned this previous. I have a 60-year-old buddy. And so same day, uh, the soccer game is in the morning. And then the my friend, a 60-year-old guy, he, he was a former professional boxer, and he decided that he was going to have one more fight. And so his, his son owns a gym. I, I mean, I guess I'll throw it out there. Trinity Martial Arts. That's, that's what the name of the gym is. And so um, his son being a fight trainer uh, and having his dad help with striking and boxing, he's like, hey, do you want to you come, uh, come do this thing? So the dad's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll have one more fight. And he was excited for it, right? It's not like he was pressured. He was he was uh, very excited to do it, like to step in one more time. You know, there was the, there's that movie with uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Sylvester Stallone, I believe, and they're boxing each other, and a couple old guys, and the movie's funny. So it wasn't like that, 
But that's that was how it was initially going to be set up. So he he's this former professional boxer. He was going to fight a former professional boxer who was roughly the same age, and that was the original guy that he was going to fight. And uh, that guy backed out. So then they had another guy who was going to step in, a 32-year-old professional boxer, like an active one. Not a great record, but still, he's a pro boxer, and and he's 32 years old, as opposed to my buddy who hasn't done this thing in 30 years. So anyway, this guy backs out. Now, he's been training this whole time, so he gets it's to the night of the event, and they're like, hey, somebody's got to fight him. Well, there was a cage fighter. There's an MMA guy in there. He's like, I'll box him, sure. That's right. So... Now, now this is not one of those, uh, if if you pay attention to these things, this is not one of those Jake Paul knocks out Ben Askren, the MMA fighter. Uh, It's not one of those deals because in in that event, uh, you know, if it were the same kind of correlation, then the boxer should just be wearing them out. Well, listen, that guy, first of all, he is an MMA fighter. I didn't know that my friend was up yet. And so they announced this first guy, and he's walking in, and I see this guy from the back of the room. This guy's probably 6'4", be my guess, 280, 285. I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. It's like 6'4", 285. And, and somebody said, hey, is your buddy up next? I'm like, no, there's no way he's fighting that guy. Right? So this guy makes his ring entrance, and they're like, and fighting out of the red corner, uh, my buddy. There's like, Mike Hayes. My 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 sixty year old buddy is about to fight a, roughly a twenty eight year old MMA fighter who's the size I just told you. It was like he was fighting Andre the Giant. <laughs> so so when he's walking to the ring, I'm like, bro, there's no way that this guy's gonna fight Mike. And uh, you know, I was just hoping for the best. Like uh, this guy was a monster, and I'm not saying anything uh, negative or against my buddy Mike. Uh, he told me what was going through his head also when he saw the guy he was going to fight. So he got in there, and I'll tell you what. 60-year-old guy fighting an MMA guy uh, who does some striking himself. Uh, it was a draw. It was three rounds, and it, and it was a draw. And uh, and it was awesome, and people went nuts. And then they gave a little speech like, hey, guys, this is a 60-year-old guy uh, getting in for his last time ever. So he 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 went out on top. You know, I mean, he, he didn't win, but it was a draw. And to be honest, if you're 60 years old and you fought a guy who I, he looked like Hulk Hogan, um, and I, I got nothing. I was like proud of him. It's weird because he's 60 and I'm a kid and I'm sitting there in the audience and I'm proud of him. Like, like I'm his dad, like I'm proud of him. And I, so I just thought it was super cool. But that anyway, that happened. So uh, what am I saying out of that? I don't know. Don't give up your dreams. Is that, what, is that a thing that you should? Is that good advice probably for that story? Yeah, don't give it up. And so uh, that's it. The only thing he wanted after the fight, though, and I know, I talked to him. The only thing he wanted after the fight was cherry pie. <laughs> that's all he wanted. For, I don't know, for six months or three months, however long he's been training, he hasn't uh, eaten anything sweet. So cherry pie was the only thing he wanted. And I texted him today, and I'm like, hey, did you get it yet? And he's like, no, because it's too early when we drove back. So, uh, you know, I, I, ho- I hope you get it. Just don't go the other way, like myself, and you know, gain a few 30 here and there. Anyway, so right now, I'm just telling you, because uh, I said I'm remote. I think I said that when I started, that I'm doing this remotely. I am in, where am I at? I'm in Lake Charles. I'm in Lake Charles, Louisiana at La Burge Casino. 
and hotel. That that is where I'm at. And the reason that I'm in this location is because my 21-year-old niece, it's her birthday party. And um it's a weird deal because she just she's not from here. She she lives in Corpus, but somehow somebody has chosen this location to have her 21st birthday party, which um is quite a little drive. And it's been planned for like a year. So we're going to do it. Now, this is important to note, though, because this thing is happening. Like, this is going to be a thing whether you like it or you don't like it. But the party's happening. So now here we are. Uh, I did those things that I just told you about, those sporting events. I watched them both in one day. So we drove like, it's like a 10-hour drive. And, and, but last week, before I'm getting here, for those of you that don't know me, if you, if you don't know who I am, I don't... I like to do whatever I want to do. Like that that's it. If you if you think that you're going to tell me what to do, it's it's not it doesn't really work like that. Like I I'm not I don't let you tell I don't let people tell me what to do. Now, if you're my boss or whatever at work, uh I mean, you know, like assuming that I had a boss that stood over me and told me what to do. Um it's not really <sighs> I, in a work environment, if they're like, "Hey, can you get this done?" Yeah, well, look, man, I'm not, I'm not like rude about it. I'm just saying in general. So her, we got this birthday party, and her friends are like, "Okay, look, we have this all planned out. We're all gonna wear black to dinner. Everybody's gonna wear black, and then she's gonna wear pink. So she's like gonna be the star of the show, or whatever words they use. I don't, whatever kids, <laughs> I don't know words they use. But I just found this out last week. Well, right when I found out that they that they apparently are telling me that I have to dress a certain way, which I don't really want to hear from any of them, um, I got online immediately and I tried to order. Oh, because she she was going to wear all pink, we were going to wear all black. I think I just said that, but so I tried to get online immediately and buy some pink smoking slippers uh, and a pink belt, and um, I couldn't in a pink shirt, and I couldn't get it delivered in time. I mean, it really hurt my feelings because uh, I, w- I also was going to pink out just because uh, they told me not to. Well, they didn't tell me don't pink out. They just said that she's wearing this color and we're all wearing black. No, you know, I'm, I'm not like doing, I'm not, uh, look, I'm not nerdy. I'm not in your nerd game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not in your 21-year-old nerd game. I'm going to wear whatever I want, and, uh, and that's what I'm going to do, and you guys do whatever you want to do. Because the thing about it, like the, – we're not going to have this big night plan. We're going to eat dinner. And then that's it. They're all 21 years old. Like, do you really think that we're all going to go stand around a slot machine together and smile and laugh and look like the billboard photos? No, no, not at all. These people are going to go over here. These people are going to go over there. These 21 year old kids. I don't know. For all I know, they got clubs in this casino. I have no idea. I've never been. Eh. Well, I've been here one time, but I don't recall it. I just went to a restaurant. So, I mean, we're not even going to see them. And then I got to walk around with your dress coated with my with my dress coated outfit the rest of the night. Nah, that's not really my game. I mean, seriously, anybody that knows me knows I'm not going to do what you tell me. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, I get, but I guess it's precious for her. I guess it's precious uh, and for her friends. You know, uh, I'm not into it, but whatever. So uh, it was a a nice drive here. Um, It was. It was cool. It was 10 hours. Was it relaxing? I don't know. Honestly, I slept like seven of them, but uh, a couple hours when I woke up, uh, I I, I saw three 
I, I saw a couple crackheads, but I saw like one for real one, like a like a for real one. And she was, it was at a convenience store, and they don't have convenience stores like where I'm from. Like there's convenience stores, there's certain chains all over the country that are nice when you go in them. Uh, I mean, I could tell you but just different regions of different countries have their own convenience stores that is like the king right but every time i come down here in this particular part of texas louisiana i don't really see the nice convenience stores that you would see in other parts of the country down here they're just down here (laughs) down here they have crackheads in the back of the store parking lot uh, doing yoga in the straight in the, in the parking lot in the back i mean just doing just hitting them dog poses and stuff well this i saw her squat down like she's doing a squat and then with one hand if you guys know like the florida state um chant they do where they move their hand back and forth like they're chopping an axe um, um that's a, or a hatchet that's what she was doing but with one arm but while squatting in the back and then uh i I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a yoga pose here, you know, for for all you yogers out there, uh, you know. And then she went straight from that pose I didn't even know was a pose, uh, you know, to the downward dog. She just went straight downward dog at that point. And then we passed by, and I, I well, I didn't lean over to my wife, but but I said, hey, did you did you just see that? And she's like, no. And she tried to cock her head around to see, and like we were driving, so she missed it. I've never seen a, I mean, look, if you've seen a crackhead doing, doing yoga, um, at a convenience store in a tiny hometown, just, I'd like to know about it. <laughs> That's it. Listen, love everybody. Uh, thanks for listening this week. Put Pete Rose in the hall of fame, uh, greatest hitter ever. Love everybody. Uh, have a good week.